What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Saturday, October 3rd, and that's how you know it's an emergency podcast. Uh, the Patriots have a problem. Cam Newton has tested positive for COVID-19 and the game between the Patriots and the Chiefs, which was set for CBS uh, at 425. Nance Romo, Tracy Wolfson is now being postponed to Monday or Tuesday. Uh, there are also Chiefs players who have been tested positive as well. Joining me now to break it down, uh, a man who is probably going to spend the rest of his afternoon and much of tomorrow on the television or on the internet TV talking about this game, Jonathan Jones. What's going on, buddy? Uh, hello. Yes, I will be spending a number of my hours talking about this. And so uh, I've already been on CBS Sports HQ today, as you have. And so let's go ahead. Let's dig into it. Yeah, let's dig. Um, what was your initial reaction when um, when you heard? I mean, I, I mean, I like I saw I saw, oh, boy, Cam has tested positive. That's a problem for the Patriots. That means they're going to have to take Brian Hoyer. And then I guess, I mean, I think my initial reaction was, oh my goodness, the Chiefs are minus seven. That's a great line. You should definitely take the Chiefs. Wow. Now it seems like, um, that game is probably going to be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's scheduled for Monday or Tuesday. I, my guess, JJ, would be that it does not happen on Monday or Tuesday. I, I really don't think it's going to happen on Monday. Uh, if it happens on Tuesday, the Chiefs will have to play Tuesday and then Sunday and then travel to Buffalo on Thursday. Uh, that's so three games in 10 days. Yeah, that's that's really tough. Okay, so initial reaction, Cam. All right, first star uh, during the season to get it. Yep. That was number one. Number two, oh, no, he is at a very important position, not just for the game to be played, but for the spread of COVID-19. This is a guy who took every first-team rep at quarterback throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, touched the ball any number of times, threw that ball to any number of players, the center snapping the ball in the offensive line room, we know that Cam is a uh, cheerful guy out there at practice, so no doubt he's chatting with guys. Now, I want to say all this to say, of course, he did not know that he was COVID positive at that time because they're getting daily tested and he's getting negative tests. He self-quarantined as soon as he got his negative test. So he did absolutely everything that he should have and should not have behaved any differently with the knowledge that he had throughout that week. But – uh, he clearly had been infected with the virus and practiced and did not yet know. So if he's in the, uh, JJ, if I, if I may, I, as, as you were talking about Cam and his role in there, it reminded me that Mike Reese had tweeted out a quote from Bill Belichick from Friday's press, Zoom press conference, Belichick Zoom press conference that, uh, he pointed out that Cam, Cam Newton is quote, or quote, is in the building more than any, pl- any other player on the team. And quote, spends a lot of time talking and connecting and building relationships. He has tremendous leadership. It's very impressive. Now this caught fire for a variety of different reasons, but in light of him having COVID, uh, yep. I think your point is even more emphasized. Like Cam has been around. He has been interacting with everybody. That's exactly right. So that is what is concerning for me. Obviously, uh, now we place it in the context of what we're seeing with the Tennessee Titans who have not even been in their facility since Monday, but every day since then, at least one player uh, and usually one staff member each day uh, has had a confirmed positive case after obviously they had uh, been negative while they were in the facility. Uh, so that is also concerning understanding incubation windows and periods. And uh, whether you're a sports fan listening to this podcast or not, which of course you would be if you're listening to this podcast, despite a uh, massive popularity across the board, but we have seen 
with uh, the White House Rose Garden and what just happened there and how it's spread there. You do understand how this works. We've been living it for seven months. So it's very concerning. But, Will, I'll tell you this. Here's the thing that we are not currently discussing as we tape this podcast. The Chiefs practice squad quarterback, Jordan Tamo. Friend of the podcast. Has appeared on this podcast, actually. There you go. Um, he, he tested positive for COVID-19. Theoretically, I don't, I don't have this source, but I would have to imagine he was in those quarterback meeting rooms with Patrick Mahomes. He has, uh, you know, obviously like just because it has not happened to the star chiefs quarterback. I, I mean, if we're talking right now about how Cam unwittingly, unknowingly could have, um, and he may not have infected others. Somebody else may have infected Cam within that Patriots organization and has not yet tested positive. So I don't want to place the blame on Cam whatsoever. But if if Cam is that person who we're talking about, okay, other guys could have it now because of his quarterback position, yeah, that other quarterback at, with Kansas City could have absolutely done the exact same thing to the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, and so a couple of, a couple of thoughts on that. I agree completely. Like, one – and this is sort of my secondary thought about this. I was like, man, if I'm the Chiefs, I'd be like, nah, we're good if you don't want to come. Like, and this is before we knew Jordan Tayamu had the, you know, had contracted COVID-19 or tested positive. Um, like, I don't need whoever may have been hanging out with Cam on the defensive side of the ball, tackling Patrick Mahomes and standing over him, perhaps, you know, like, it, it just, if, if I'm the Chiefs, I don't want to put the next few weeks at risk because we invited, That's you know, right. the Patriots came and played. I mean, I think that would be the concern. Um, two, you know, what we saw from Tennessee, and I think it was interesting that Minnesota players did not, con- apparently have not contracted COVID-19 yet. Or it's not it's just- a miracle. I don't understand that. I don't really either, uh, but it is nothing short of a modern miracle that if they go through this and ultimately have zero confirmed uh, positive cases, I don't understand it whatsoever. But I will well, also, well, I will also say, well, it would yeah. also not say that because they got out of that game scot-free, that should not indicate that, well, we can play football and it's okay. Right. And, and it's also possible that, you know, ultimately we have a situation where a little further down the line, and this is going to be my other point, a little further down the line, we do see some Vikings players uh, test positive and maybe it's too difficult to contact trace back to the Titans game. But like we had the three tests from the Titans and then on, on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, I believe, there were no positive tests. And then by Friday, we had multiple additional positive tests. That's the thing about this virus and the testing is that it's nothing is concrete, nothing is easy, nothing is simple, nothing is crystal clear. And it is very misleading sometimes about uh, when people will contract, when people will show, pos- show positivity on, on COVID tests. And as a result, like, you know, you could have, are you going to fly the Patriots to Kansas City on Monday and then potentially have them all like, like a group, a cluster of guys test positive on a Tuesday. That's a nightmare for potential transmission. I, that's the other thing. I think there's a delay in it that should concern the NFL if it tries to play this game. Yeah. It throws the stick into the bicycle wheel. So what do you do? When do you reschedule? Because the NFL obviously got very lucky and fortunate with the Steelers and Titans that they could just move the game to week seven, week eight, shuffle around a couple buys, 
boom, boom, bing, there you go. There is no easy fix for the Patriots Chiefs. And when this happens, and it probably will happen in week 12 or 13, when everybody has already had their buy, what are you going to do? And so now we're going to see that rollout where, well, let's just for the sake of argument say that this game is not going to take place on Monday or Tuesday. They're going to have to postpone it. They're not going to want to outright cancel this game for any number of reasons, not just because it's Chiefs Patriots, but because they want every team to at least have the opportunity to play 16 games. What do you then do? Do you tack on a week 18 and or week 19 to the end of the schedule? And I can tell you this. The city of Tampa is absolutely prepared for that. Uh, they would love to be able to host the Super Bowl on in, in the first week of February, but the city of Tampa doesn't have anything else going on. That stadium, Raymond James Stadium, has nothing else going on. And so if you do have to push the postseason back a week or two, kill the Pro Bowl, um, I don't think you want to get rid of the bye week before the Super Bowl. But all of those things, you do have the infrastructure, a flexible infrastructure to do that. Yeah, that's a great point. And I – you know. Do... By the way, there is another option that I mentioned on HQ. Here's what you do. The Jets forfeit their game to the Chiefs in week eight, and then the <laughs> Jets forfeit their game to the pa- Patriots in week nine. And that gives you a two-week window <laughs> to play Pat's Chiefs. Uh, and, I love and, that. That's <laughs> genius. It's actually not a terrible idea. I mean, the Jets are pretty worthless anyway. But, I mean, in, in all in all seriousness, I do think that the NFL now with multiple games postponed in week four, and we, t- you and I talked about this before the season, and, and I think months ago, yes, and you were spot on about it, and we agreed on it that there, were, there wasn't going to be a problem in week one, maybe probably not even in week two. It was going to be weeks, like you know, after the yeah. first couple of weeks of the season. Let's see how many tests start popping up, and this isn't an indictment of anybody doing anything. You know, you are just traveling. D- different players have different lifestyles. Different players, uh, you know, like by virtue of trap, by virtue of being an NFL player. And maybe one, like whatever, you, whatever it is you do in your personal life, whatever your situation is married, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like your bubble is going to be a little bit bigger than, you know, the parents who are staying at, you know, the parents with no kids who are staying at home, uh, you know, the grandparents who are sitting at home and locking themselves away. So I think that is something to consider when you, when you think about, uh, where, you know, what, what the situation is. I, I guess that, does that make sense? What I'm saying there? Like we, we are going to get dudes testing positive at some point. We absolutely are. And Alan Sills, the chief medical doctor of the NFL, said as much months ago. And if you were going to start this NFL season hoping that no one got it, then there's no reason to have started the NFL season at all. But this this exact scenario is the nightmare scenario where if you can have it happen at the beginning of the week and try to get it under control and have guys play three or four days later, then so be it. But if you get it, if one guy gets it on a Friday night and then you have to test everybody on Saturday and there's the incubation windows and they're supposed to play, you know, 30 hours later, that is the disaster that we are facing right now. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else that we need, and by the way, we should point out we are, of course, CBS Sports employees. This is a CBS Sports podcast. We don't, I mean, if you, if you're, if you're wondering where we stand on the pay scale, uh, we don't know, uh, the, the specifics of when the, when the broadcast is planning for Monday, do they? No, and you know in, what? In, in fact, we're some of the last to know. That's right. That's right. I, I, I can't wait to find out from like Andrew Marchand, um, <laughs> of the New York Post. But I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, like I, I don't think anybody knows. And that's, that's the whole thing. And that's why if I'm the NFL, I am strongly considering giving, like, I don't know how you do this now. They don't know, they don't know how. Well, do you think they have a contingency plan in place? They, they don't want to reveal it. They have not wanted to reveal it. But it, they have know, to have we, talked, we talked about this a month, uh, like, you know, 
Roger Goodell has said some of this is probably not going to be fair. Uh, other NFL executives have said maybe a team doesn't have as many division games as the other. Right. I mean, uh, let's take, for example, if Titans and Steelers never plays, and that's just the one game, and the Titans end up 12-3, and three, and somehow the Houston Texans finish off this season with 11 straight wins or whatever, and they finish out at 12-4 and four because they play all their games. Who is the AF South, the AFC South division winner? The 12 and three Titans are the 12 and four Houston Texans and why? Oh, 12 and, so, and three is better than 12 and four, but right. You don't, yeah, you don't know if the Titans would have gone, would have lost against the Steelers. Uh, yeah, and, it's, and it's, so do, it's tricky. Do, do you take winning percentage? All of those things. And so I'm very, very intrigued. I don't want to see this plan deployed because if it is deployed, then that means things have gone terribly wrong. But I am fascinated by what the NFL is going to do. And we don't know. And that is by design. By the way, the NFL and I, they did, I think they did this because they were worried they would have to start the season two weeks late and they wanted to be able to yank out two weeks of the, of the year. There are no division games in weeks three or week four. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. They kind of got lucky with that, I guess. I mean, I guess, but, but that's the thing is that you think you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? Because if you, if you schedule, if you have your schedule like that, then you anticipate uh, maybe things are going to be bad on the front end, but we'll be fine once we start. Right. Right. And it, but, but obviously we have started and we are a quarter of the way through the season and already two postponements. What concerns me, JJ, is that you and I talked about this on a podcast, like, I mean, like on a zoom call on a podcast in uh, August sure. and John breach wrote a whole story explaining what they could do to the schedule in order to make it where it would probably work out and teams would be fine. And they just sort of, I mean, like, I don't, I think the NFL has done a good job navigating the pandemic, all things Agreed. considered, but they really should have thought about something, altering the schedule in some way ahead of time. Like they need, like, I don't know where they do it, whether it's like week 14, but drop a extra buy in there and push everything back. If that, I don't know if that's possible. It should you know be I mean? possible. Like, like, it's probably not right. Well, no, I mean, it, it, they, they can do whatever they want. Right. I mean, yeah, it is possible. Who's, who's going to tell them no? I right. mean, the fact is, all of these stadiums, these stadiums are being used for anything else. I mean, that's, outside that's of the like, exact point. You know, other sporting they, events, even if they were being used for something else, I'm sorry. Like, even if this were a normal year, like, I'm sorry to Taylor Swift wanting the stadium, but hey, the Jets need to play this week. Like, it, the, the, the NFL will take precedence, and so no matter what, they can push it because they're the NFL, and nothing else is going on. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that pause was an NC State pick six, which happens. Yeah, Good pick yeah. six. <laughs> going to be a lot of pauses. Uh, but unfortunately, it's probably coming back because they hit the – no, no, no. We, the, Pittsburgh threw one, but their quarterback got absolutely destroyed. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, carry on. You've got a Carolina game to get to. you got to have to spend the rest of the day on uh, CBS Sports HQ. No doubt about it. Uh, make sure to watch uh, HQ for JJ's Inside. Thanks, as always, for hopping on, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you, brother.